Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending on what part of the world you are joining us from. I am Alex Faust, your host of Conversations at the Edge. And I'm very, very excited to be joined here today by Joe Caruso. He is one of our newest thought leaders here at Growth Institute. So if you are not already familiar, he is an expert on the individual mind, the collective mind of an organization, and how meaning drives our behavior, determines our outcomes. He's written a best-selling book and has had a PBS special, both called The Power of Losing Control, where he provides techniques and strategies to stop wasting valuable time and energy on what you can't control. Um, So Joe, welcome to Conversations at the Edge. Welcome to Growth Institute. And uh, where are you calling in from today? Uh, A little island called Grosseal, Michigan, between Michigan and Canada at the top of Lake Erie. Joe, I want to jump right in. Your course and much of your leadership work is around getting the mind to work for you. And so I'm curious... Uh, what you mean by that, and can we kind of start there as a foundation to what we're going to dig into today? It's a good question. It's a nice place to start. Uh, I start every conversation with my weekly calls with my clients with how is your mind today? And how has your mind been this week? Because we talk once a week. Uh, and the first time some of them hear that, they don't know what to do with the, with the question. And so I was talking to a professional uh, golf, um, a golf pro, and I said, um, well, when you play, there are some days that your hand-eye coordination and your muscle strength and everything about your swing seems right. And if there's a dog leg where the hole is behind trees, um, I'm learning all these terms. Uh, <laughs> I, there are some days you can actually try to hit it over the trees and there are some days you know today, not today. And uh, knowing when your mind is strong, both uh, creatively and logistically um, is an important thing to know and be aware of because you're becoming aware of the, of the thing that's most powerful that you have, which is your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind is far more powerful, but we're not going to get into that in this amount of time. So uh, I say work for you, and that's the first site. The first thing you see, how is your mind today, on my website, which is carusoleadership.com. But how to get your mind to work for you implies that it's not always working for you. Um, Everyone talks to themselves. And sometimes we're winning. Sometimes we're actually telling the truth. (laughs) Our mind can fool us and deceive us. It can show us false pictures of the world. It can help us define a problem in a way where we can't find a solution. I always teach how we define a problem determines all the solutions our mind can't consider. And sometimes a client just needs to redefine the problem in the context of them or their organization. You mentioned in the course that you have with us um, that at the root of maximizing the potential of your own mind uh, and interactions with others, it really comes down to these four rules of engagement. That's really what I want to dig in today is is the information around the four rules. So can you tell us what are the four, four rules uh, at kind of a high level? And then we can dig in a little bit deeper. Yeah, I, wa- I wanted to break down when I wrote the book. And by the way, I love recording uh, that session 
the four rules of engagement with you with you guys in Austin. That was a lot of fun. Um, I wanted to find out what happened cross culturally, even you know whether I'm in Asia or the Middle East or uh, uh, Africa or 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 the United States or Canada or you know Mexico. It doesn't matter. What happens when two people engage. And I boiled it down to, after great thought, four rules. I call them rules because they're always at work. They're not choices. They're not, you can ignore them. They're working, whether you're using them or not to your advantage. And to be aware is the first step to use anything. You have to be aware it exists. So here they are. I'll, I'll list all four out and then a little one at a time, just give you the high level. Uh, number one, everyone is always right. Number two, our greatest desire is to be right. Number three, you can't change anyone's mind. And number four, you can influence their perception, which then they will decide whether they want to change their mind. So these rules are always at work. Let's start with the first one. Everyone's always right. What if someone says six and four is 11? To them, six and four is 11. As the philosopher Goethe said, the world will reflect what you shine into it. It reflects it back like a mirror. Uh, that's true. Uh, the world will, if you think everyone's out to take advantage of you, everyone will, including your best friend. It's just a matter of when, or at least that's how you'll define it. If you can start listening and learning from, from their perspective, the more you understand how they're looking at it, simple questions like, geez, I wouldn't have thought of that. How did you come to that conclusion? Or why do you, why do you see it that way? I think that's an interesting viewpoint. Always with honor and respect, not, not the fight. Uh, you've got a half a chance then for them to A, know you care, and B, uh, form that rapport that's necessary so that you can have them possibly consider a different viewpoint that doesn't match their experience. Our greatest desire is to be right is number two. How, how, why is that? Well, it keeps you sane. If, 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 you, if I take my wife in front of the thermostat, and she says it's cold. And I say, well, it's digital. It hasn't changed. Nothing has changed. Look, uh, that's when the fight breaks out. Because the thermostat's wrong because she feels cold and she knows how she feels. Uh, so our greatest desire is to be right. We have to validate our own viewpoint to ourselves to consider a new, the pain of a new idea as it's called. Very, very difficult to do unless you have the ability to hold a new idea in your mouth. Like I, I know, I don't know when this airs, but recently as of now, Thanksgiving just passed, yeah, here in America, and almost everybody can't wait to get the mashed potatoes in their mouth while they're hot, too hot, and they, we learned this magic place you can hover mashed potatoes in your mouth where it doesn't burn your tongue or your roof or your mouth. Your father's a dentist. He, pro he probably knows the name of the secret spot. I don't. I just go, and then we can swallow it, and, and uh, we have to want to be able to do that with a new idea. Hold it in suspension as you consider it. I'm, I, I think of Mark Antony 
after the death of Julius Caesar, when he says to the Roman crowd, after Brutus had already addressed them about why they murdered Caesar, he said, friends, seven words, Romans, countrymen. In other words, however you identify yourself, you're right. I'm not going to identify. That would be invasive of me. Lend me your ear, not listen up, not you need to hear this. Don't give me your ear. Lend me, not even your mind. Lend me your ear. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ear. And so if we know that everyone's greatest desire is to be right, and they're going to defend that more than anything in the world, we have to introduce our ideas in a way that doesn't trigger the amygdala, the, the place in the, in the brain where we've process fear, because then the right frontal cerebral cortex, which is where we process logic, shuts down and this guy starts screaming. Uh, so we have to recognize rule number two, or that's when the fight breaks out. Rule number three, you can't change anyone's mind. Well, this is simple. We live in our own primary world. You live in the world of Alex. No one understands the world or can see the world the way you can from your own experience and from your side of the eyes you're looking through. Just you. It's a primary world. You're alone in it. Everybody else, including me right now and anyone listening, we're in your secondary world. You can't control anybody in your secondary world. You can only control yourself. But influence exists in the secondary world as your most powerful tool to have an effect on others, the minds of others, which CEOs have to learn. How do you get somebody to invent something or create something, even if it's just creating a company that's never existed before or a culture when only you can see it and even it's fuzzy to you? You have to know how the collective mind operates based on the four rules of engagement of the individual mind. And fourth, you can shift their perspective. And all my CEOs know the power of metaphor, the power of story, the power of saying something that relates. When I earlier said your father's a dentist, he probably could name that secret place. That was kind of a joke and also a way to honor the fact that I know your father's a dentist. And I remembered it. You want to make somebody feel important? Remember what the hell they tell you. They, they tell you. And so um, those are the keys to communicating to anyone's mind in the secondary world, whether it's an individual or a collective. Really flew by, but I want to ask, um, you know, before we go, if there's just one thing that's most important for leaders listening in today uh, to know before they, before they go, what, what would you say that is? Pay attention. Go beyond awareness to what I call perspicacity. Awareness is you know something happened. Some people are aware they have no idea what happened. But some people are aware they know what happened. Perspicacity is to know what happened and why it's happening. And you do that by listening and paying attention beyond yourself with great ultimate curiosity, not judgment. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.